I'm Abby, and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. It is also a podcast that was named one of the best of the year by Vogue, which I'm like fucking dying over. So amazing. Liam Hess, thank you for including our little show in your piece. Um, Yeah, I mean, come on. I'm so excited. Not going to lie. Not going to not brag about it either. We should all brag about things. It's not a humble brag. It's just a brag. I'm pretty psyched. And it wouldn't have happened without all of you listening and supporting the show and sharing it. And I'm so fucking grateful. Um, This is what the little blurb said. This weekly pop culture podcast is like brunch or dinner with your best friends in audio form, an eclectic, delectable mix of Royals, Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, the Housewives universe, and behind the scenes glimpses at the media world, all seen through the the eyes of veteran magazine editor and savant, I I would say pop culture savant, I'm not really savanty about anything else, Um, a self-described Gen Xer with serious millennial and Gen Z pop culture tendencies. Her revolving door of similarly obsessive guests, all with their own niche interests that align with gardeners, will make you feel better about those weird and wonderful corners of pop culture you just can't stop thinking about either. And if that is not exactly what I love, we should all feel good about our weird and wonderful corners of pop culture. That's, it's the best. Get weird. Let's get even weirder in 2022. I mean, the world keeps getting weirder. Why shouldn't we? Um, I'm, I'm so excited about this. I hope if there's some new listeners because of this story, hi, welcome. Uh, I'm Abby, the, the veteran magazine editor and pop culture savant who has a lot of weird and wonderful obsessions and really awesome friends and people who in my life who will come on and talk about theirs with me here. There's no guest today, however, in this, our final show of the year, But we have so many exciting things that we're cooking up for next year, which I guess we'll just call season two. Should we just do that? Um, And I I can't wait. Guest-wise and idea-wise, all all sorts of things. So it's going to be even more fun, I hope, uh, next year. But today you just get me, which, as we know, sometimes happens. Some, uh, you know, I got some things to get off my chest before the end of the year. And I wanted to leave you guys with some recommendations because we're heading into kind of winter break. I still call it winter break. It's still break. It's like, I don't care that I'm in my 40s. It's still winter break, Christmas break. Um, so I will be right back with some of that. Today's episode is brought to you by Good Clean Wine, wines that pair with a healthy lifestyle. And as the great Taylor Allison Swift sings, tis the damn season for imbibing delicious beverages of the grape variety, as far as I'm concerned, or also hooking up with your old hometown love, which is what the song's about. But I have been raving about Good Clean Wine's new cab to basically anyone who will listen, which legit does not give me a headache two steps in like so many other reds do and their OG red is amazing too but I'm also super excited for you to try their bubbles they've got a good clean spumante and a good clean spumante rosé both wonderful Emily in Paris may have a champagne that is designed for spraying 
but these are most certainly made for drinking. They are delightful and sparkly and light and perfect for New Year's Eve or any damn Eve. And just a reminder, good clean wine doesn't add extra sugars or sulfites or additives or flavors or colors to any of their wines, which is super bomb in terms of how you're going to feel the next day. And while I might not be a light touch, as an intuitive once told me a millisecond into our conversation, the founders of Good Clean Wine are all about a light touch when it comes to production. They just let the grapes do their thing and the results are amazing. And we have notes, listeners and readers can get 10% off their Good Clean Wine orders with the code NOTES. Just to head over to goodclean.wine. That's goodclean.wine. The code is NOTES. And get yourself some bubbly, some wine, whatever, whatever floats your boat. And cheers. Okay, so I am back with, I thought I'd talk a little bit about what I've been watching lately. It feels like this is a time of year when people catch up on things who don't obsessively watch everything the second it comes out like I do. And hopefully you'll have some time off to do that and chill and read and watch all that good stuff. I have promised myself I am going to get back on my books. I was so good earlier this year and now I've been really bad again. So stay tuned for some more book recs like we had this summer when I was actually reading a ton. And, you know, sometimes you need an escape too from your family, from your annoying uncle, from just anyone in your life. Uh, So, okay, Selling Tampa. Y'all know I love Selling Sunset so much. Selling Tampa is incredible. The spinoff, obviously it's in Tampa. It's, we've, we've got a new agency. This one is um, run by a woman. It's all black women at this agency. They are phenomenal. The shade that is thrown around at like staff meetings, like Christine Quinn wishes she was this quick. Those girls in West Hollywood better be shaking in their boots because these ladies are amazing. I was so invested in like all the drama right off the bat. I highly recommend diving in. Also, I'm sure, I'm sure, I don't know if any of you are paying this close attention to the goddamn Daily Mail and such, but I feel like this got a lot of, this gets a lot of press because Chris Shell and the tiny twin that she was dating, who is her boss at the, you know, on Selling Sunset, um, they broke up. So this fake relationship has a fake breakup that I think is a direct response to the fact that Selling Tampa is coming for this show. That's what I think. I mean, I, I, we're obviously going to see all this on the show, and that's great. I want it on the show, but I just, I mean, no one was buying this relationship. It's fine. You need plot? You need plot. Go for it. But Selling Tampa, get on it. I think we're going to discuss all of these shows kind of more in depth um, on an episode in the new year. So more to come on kind of the analysis of like why these shows are so amazing. Other than that, like the production team from the Hills does them and they look glossy and fantastic. Um, uh, I have also on the reality show tip, I have been watching. So in my very first episode with Tia, my friend Tia Williams, we talked about real world homecoming, New York and 
we were so into it. We loved it. I mean, Becky's an asshole, but she's always been an asshole. And now their Paramount Plus is airing Real World Homecoming Los Angeles. Guys, it's dark. It's really dark. Um, I guess, I, you know, when I think about it, like that, that season was much darker, too, than New York. Even though there was conflict in New York, like there was, there was a lot more darkness in L.A. And so you've got, you know, the whole the, David getting kicked out of the house for ripping the blank, trying to rip the blanket off of Tammy and Beth S. like kind of calls him like that's what rapists do, David, and, you know, the, all of this, and he gets kicked off the show. And so they're obviously revisiting all of that, and Tammy and David and Beth are all back, Beth S. Um, and it's like David has seemed to have, like, a pretty hard life, and it seems like maybe he has some substance abuse issues. Um, and... Like he, he, they, well, Beth always, and she still drives me crazy. Um, if she drove you crazy, then she's going to drive you crazy now. Um, still definitely not my vibe, but I mean, I think that a lot of points are made about how everything was handled and how different people perceived it and, and throwing around language and all of those things. It's not even like I want to do a commentary on that though. Tammy and David, I think, get more from the conversation than Beth does, but because she sucks. Um, but oh man, there's just this underlying darkness in this whole thing. And so then you've also got Beth A, who moved into the house after Irene got married on the original series, and Irene is there too. And then Glenn, who moved in when David got kicked out, and then John, country singer John is there. Aaron, surfer Aaron and Dominic did not want to be on the show, which I totally understand. Though I was just talking to my friend just before this and like, God, I need to know what Dominic is up to. I got to do some research. Um, I bet he like doesn't live a very online life. And also like how old was Dominic the first time around? Because he was definitely not super young. So you know, we learn Irene has been married like four times. And you guys, spoiler alert, John is still a virgin. John is still a virgin. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, just I'm going to do with that what you will. He's still very Christian. He's like a youth minister. Um, yeah. So there's that. And there, there's just like a lot of trauma in that house. And they're like processing it. And I don't know. It's... I'm going to keep watching it, but I had a lot of fun watching New York. I am, I would not say I'm having fun watching this, but I am like interested in it. Um, yeah, there's, there's a sadness. There's a sadness to this show though. What I will say on the flip side, I have started watching 20 somethings Austin, which is Netflix's kind of real world esque show about 20 somethings in Austin who's so there's basically it's like it looks like every Airbnb in Nashville there's like two houses next door to each other and I'm assuming this is kind of like in certain neighborhoods in Austin at this point too I haven't been to Austin in a minute so the girls have one house the boys have the other house they like are right like right next to each other 
And a lot of them, like they, they're pretty young 20s for the most part. Like one's, one guy's just out of college. A number of them have been living at home recently because of COVID and like having to move back home, losing their jobs, kind of different fresh starts that they're all trying to make. It, I'm, I'm into it. These, these kids, I've only watched a few episodes, but like in the first episode, a girl confused um, Tarzana for Tanzania. <laughs> Like, oh, my God. Um, and one of these youths goes on a date with a 51-year-old woman. He's also trying to become a stand-up comic. Um, they all seem like pretty good kids. Um, and But my favorite – well, there's also an Abby who spells her name wrong as far as I'm concerned. But um, I'm into her story. She's, like, got married young, got divorced. She's bisexual. Um she tried to get a bartending job she didn't get in the most recent episode I watched. But the sweet angel of this show is named Keanu. It is not spelled exactly like Keanu Reeves, though. He tells everyone from the jump to call him Kiki. And he is a sweet little nerdy angel who is, it seems, pretty newly out and has lived and, and seems to be supported by his family and all of that. It's like he just hasn't dated or you know he goes to his first gay bar and he is a sweet angel and I love him and I want to protect him with everything in my being and um at one point I mean mild spoiler but like it's a reality show about kids living in a house in Austin um his grandma dies and I and the kind of like bro-y southern guy is comforting him and is so sweet and he's so upset. And I quietly wept on my couch. Like, did I think that 20-somethings Austin was going to do that to me? I did not. But it did. There's no shame. I mean, I cried a lot of things. But I obviously needed a good cry. But that's that's where I'm at. I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. So, like, sometimes 20-somethings Austin is going to make you cry. But anyway, I, I'm kind of into the show. And it's it's definitely like a, a light, uh, lighter side not that they aren't dealing with issues, but like there's just not this gloom hanging over it like the the real world uh, L.A. reunion show. Um, there's two shows right now that I am basically going to bully everyone in my life into watching until they're watching them. And that includes all of you. <laughs> Yellow Jackets I've talked about before. And my sister and I were just texting about this show and you know, there's a lot of there's it's the um, it's on Showtime. It's got two kind of timelines in 96 and current day. It's like a little lost. I've described it as like lost. It meets um, Lord of the flies. It's so excellent. It got renewed for a second season. So that's already coming. I, there have been six episodes at this point. Um, Melanie Linsky, who plays one of the, girls in the in the in as a grown-up um was tweeting that like the next few episodes make her like even more proud of the show and that like after I think she said like episode eight she's definitely going to want to jump on like the reddit threads because there's a lot of like trying to figure out what's going on like what really happened when they were in the wilderness I keep calling it the island it's not an island but lost has just programmed my brain and my sister and I were saying, like, we're trying to, we're both trying to not, like, overanalyze this show, which is not our default position. And it's like, I, 
am trying really hard not to go down a Reddit rabbit hole of theories, but I also very much want to. So we'll see what happens over break. But I would highly recommend getting caught up on this show. Um, it's so fantastic. And the music is great. It's, the performances are awesome. Like, it's just, it's like mixing all these different genres because you're, it's like teen angst and like building a society when you, after your plane crashes in the middle of nowhere and um, what it's like to be a teenage girl and in any situation. And then also there's kind of, there's a horror. Um, it gets kind of gruesome at times in, in that way. And then there's the mystery of like what's happening in the future and what what's who's trying to find out what really happened in the wilderness. And oh, I, it's just, I'm, I'm so into it. And then Station Eleven, which is on HBO Max, um, which started last week. They dropped three episodes and I think they're doing like maybe dropping two more this week. Uh, this is a book. It was a book, and now it's a show. I did not read the book. It was a very popular book, um, and there is a pandemic involved. It was not written about this. It was written well before everything we're living through now, but a flu pandemic. But I, what I will say, and if that's not the vibe for you right now, I understand, but what I will say is it's not – I don't know. There's a lot of like hopefulness in this show, and it's very humanist, and – the first episode, you're kind of dealing with like this this pandemic that um, wipes out society in a way that that is much more severe than what we have been living through. And then you're kind of looking at the rebuilding of of the world in certain ways through some certain character stories. I don't want to give too much away. And but it's also very much about like so far anyway. And again, I didn't read the book, so some of you may know some of this. And I've heard there's some really nice changes from the book, but again, I can't, I can't speak to those. It about the the survival and the need for the survival of art and and theater and and writing and performance and and what that brings to a society, which is obviously very important to me and. Um, that 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 those are the things that survive, like Shakespeare and and um and this traveling troupe in the kind of after times that goes around performing, um and has kind of like this like I don't know they they're like the dead on tour or something and um but they are performing the classics and 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 doing Hamlet and it's 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 phenomenal um the performances are out of this world I am so into it um there's a young actor who plays a young actor who in the kind of beginning scenes is like in King Lear um who is so good Matilda Lawler is her name and um Mackenzie Davis who was in the one episode of Black Mirror that didn't feel bleak as fuck I mean it's all bleak as fuck but like less bleak um San Junipero uh which Remember, we were so obsessed with Black Mirror, and now we like live in Black Mirror. Um, and this woman, Danielle Deadweiler, she's so good in the show. Lori Petty, an icon, Lori Petty. Um, really, there's just like so many juicy female roles, but there's also um, Gail Garcia Bernal and uh, Hamish Patel, who was in that movie where he's the only one who remembers the Beatles yesterday. Um, 
Also, Caitlin Fitzgerald is good on this show. And um, she was on Unreal and Sweet Bitter and, and then Tabitha on Succession. Also, Epperly on Gossip Girl for all my Gossip Girl peeps. So definitely check those out. We'll be talking more about them in the future, I think, for a long time to come. And, of course, so this this episode will drop on Thursday. So I'm recording it on Wednesday. So did I wake up this morning and start watching Emily in Paris? Absolutely. Is the show as messy as ever? And is Emily the least interesting thing on the show? Uh, yes. Is it still so entertaining? I cannot. It's not good, but it's entertaining. And I'm into it. And I like going back to Paris. And I like ridiculous over-the-top outfits. It feels like it's the right moment yet again for this show. Um, Lily Collins still has the great eyebrows. She's still, her character's an idiot, but, you know, that hot French guy's still there. I like all her co-workers at the agency. Hilarious. Uh, again, she's the least interesting part of the show. But it's super entertaining. I've watched four episodes. I'm sure I'll be done before the weekend hits. And then uh, I will be right back with some of the stuff I'm excited about coming up over break and right after. I'm back. So I feel like we have a lot of awesome stuff happening that I'm very excited to have all this time to watch even more um, even more content and again I promise to read some books I can't guarantee how many so well I'm not gonna back myself into a corner there but the new Matrix movie is out I'm super excited I need to rewatch the first Matrix movie because it's been a really long time I don't know if I'm gonna watch two and three I might just like read up on what I mean. I saw them when they first came out, but very excited for the new Matrix. Obviously, I'm excited for the rest of Station Eleven that's going to be coming, and the rest of Yellow Jackets. We're getting a new season of Search Party soon. So excited! The Righteous Gemstones is back on January 9th. The new Scream movie is coming in uh, January. I love the trailer. I love when. Um, Sydney's like, they're like, do you have a gun? She's like, basically like eye roll, like duh. Sydney Prescott, of course I have a gun. Um, I'm super excited about the Simon Rex comeback movie, Red Rocket, where he plays like a washed up porn star. Everyone's saying it's excellent. Um, Nomi Fry has a profile of him in The New Yorker that's great. New Yorker really crushing the profile game. I mean, they always crush the profile game, but like on a roll from Jeremy Strong, the Allison Roman, the Kirsten Dunst, now the Simon Rex one. But anyway, Nomi Fry, the writer, compared the energy, the character's energy, like Simon's character's energy to Jax Taylor um, from Vanderpump Rules. And I'm like, great. I love this. So into it. Um, I've loved Simon Rex for a very long time. Gen X icon Simon Rex. And I'm loving this for him. I'm so excited about all this buzz. I mean, there's literal Oscar buzz. Um, You know, he is very, very important (laughs) on Felicity. Felicity, whose virginity was somehow more sacred than my own, I think, (laughs) had ever been. (laughs) 
which is, well, that says a lot about me. But my therapist will probably take note of that comment. But yeah, I'm still, Simon Rex can still get it. I'm, I'm super psyched to see this movie and, and for all of his success. We also just got, and I want to see Power of the Dog. That's uh, the Kiki Dunst movie. Uh, again, also getting Oscar buzz. I just haven't had time to watch it yet. And the Euphoria trailer dropped this week. Oh, it looks so good. Talk about dark. But I don't care. That's kind of dark. And it's so stylized. And, oh, God, everyone on that show. You know, my boyfriend, Jacob Alordi, who, by the way, let's not with this. Jacob and Olivia Jade. Olivia Jade, um, Lori Laughlin's daughter, who she fake got into USC. Operation Varsity Blues. Um, they were spotted out together. I'm not here for it. Jacob, no. We're not going from Kaya Gerber to Olivia Jade. Nope, 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 nope. But back to Euphoria. It it's the trailer's so good. If you haven't watched it, check it out. They also used one of my all time favorite songs, right down the line. In it to great effect. Like, uh, this remake. Ugh. Everyone's a mess on this show. It looks so good. So excited about it. And yeah, that's those are kind of the top things on my list. I'm sure I left some things out, but um, I will cover those in the newsletter if I missed something. I just wanted to thank all of you again for listening to the show um, since we started in April. And if you're new, like I said, I'm super excited you're here. I hope you like it. I think there's... All of the back catalog of episodes, I, I don't think there's anything that's like you couldn't go back and listen to now. So many of my very fun and funny friends have joined to talk about all manner of topics. And most of the descriptions, like the episode descriptions are like very descriptive. So you can find what what floats your boat or just check out some some random episodes. I, I think I've gotten I hope I've gotten better at this over the past year, a little less than a year, um, eight months, I guess I can count. And I just have had so much fun. And so if that has come through and it does feel like going to brunch or hanging out with your friends, that's all I could ever ask for. So thank you so much for listening. And I know the holidays are not easy for a lot of people and especially we are not living in easy circumstances and even under the best circumstances. The holidays can be really hard. I know that as much as anybody, you might be really missing somebody. I always miss my mom extra um, at the holidays. She loved Christmas. And so what I do is I make her Chex Mix and I make my house smell like her and then I eat it and it reminds me of her and it and I give it to people and it spreads what I hope is like a little bit of happiness in the form of a very addicting and bad for you um, Chex Mix, which we call party mix in my family. I happen to think it's a superior recipe. Um, it is very good and it is like so addicting. I, It's unreal, but it definitely reminds me of my mom and that makes me happy. And I, when I need to escape, obviously for me, pop culture is the place and I think that's the great thing about it is that there is always something to watch or listen to or read and whatever it is that you need if you need an Emily in Paris if you need a selling sunset if you need 
something light like that or if you'd rather just like dig into some feelings and like just immerse yourself in like the creation of another world in a place like station 11 um do that but just know if you're lonely or if you're missing someone you can always shoot me a dm or tweet um yeah you're never alone and there's podcasts to listen to i don't know maybe my nonsense gets you out of your head for a second that would make me nothing would make me happier if i could help that that situation so and uh, so we'll be back in the new year with new guests and new episodes and some return guests. And in the meantime, there will be a newsletter this week. Unclear about next week, but you can sign up for the newsletter. It comes out on Fridays. It's wehavenotes.substack.com. I'll definitely still be on social media for better or for worse. I'm at Abby Gardner on Twitter, at Abby C. Gardner on Instagram. And also at We Have Notes on Instagram and at We Have Notes on TikTok. I bet I get into some real TikTok situations over the break. Again, for better or for worse. Uh, So until we chat again, I hope your holiday season is as merry as it can be, as safe as it can be. Definitely if you haven't gotten boosted yet, go get that boost. Um, look Look out for people. And I will see you in 2022. 